0: My dog, Mark, with a C.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Happy Friday! Oh, this is a fun Friday. I love Friday. Fun day. You
4: look like he just got in a fight with the Sochers, or the Greasers. got <laughs> <laughs> Like, so. What time's the barbershop quartet? I don't know what you're talking about. This little black thing with the white undershirt and then the, the greased back hair. It's, it's,
3: hey, I'm walking over here. I like it. TGI Friday came up with that. What's up, Mark?
1: I'm still getting used to Mark our biorhythm for like the last 250 weeks was we're off on Friday and Saturday. Other than Greg, who will point out that he works on Friday's. Uh, and it's now we're here on Friday when I'm normally somewhere completely different at this point on a Friday morning. So the cozy, no, but I, I was just saying that it's a tough biorhythm to get used to, to be here on a Friday. Very strange. Unusual.
3: We are here on a Friday. Friday. It's It's
1: good to get
2: Mark's like complaints about work, like out of the way early in the show. not a complaint, just a strange, (laughs) strange, uh, new pattern. It's grind 30, Mark. We're in that We're back of Monday life. and then yeah. we're
3: off to India on Tuesday. It's all happening. Big, big, big week coming up on uh the around the NFL podcast. Yes, we'll be doing <clears throat> we'll do a sh- show from here in Culver City um on Monday and then we're on a plane Tuesday and then we will be we go there a lot of people go to the, the, the uh, underwear olympics and they're staring at these men in their tight pants, their spanks uh and doing the the run and then Rich Eisen does his 40-yard dash and everybody goes crazy, and it's it's all good fun. But we're really there for the press conferences, the the head coaches, and the general managers uh, that assemble Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at the convention center uh, adjacent to Lucas Oil Stadium uh, to get a good idea of what uh, where these teams are at as we approach free agency in the draft. So we'll be covering that hardcore. Well, not to mention you know all the source gathering information
2: that we do throughout uh, the weekend as connected insiders. This is where you meet up mm-hmm. with the, your friends and front offices and mm-hmm. coaches, and then we bring that inside information to you, the listener. We but, do?
3: Put it this way. <laughs> there will be many, um, many nights We don't out. just
2: all go out with each other. No. Uh, of course not. We're, we're meeting with all the network of people that uh, are
3: addicted to this.
4: Wes thing. and I did actually meet with a Bengals scout. Do you remember that one time? I do remember that. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to start calling any. You drank
3: with a Bengal Scout,
4: right? I'm going to start calling anytime I do that. It's source gathering. He got a little loose and started dropping some bombs, and we just—I was like, remember something
0: about
1: Darren
4: McFadden? Little nuggets.
3: <laughs> All right. So Greg's fiction is actually nonfiction. Cincinnati will be in the news a little bit later. Uh, in fact, uh, coming up on today's show, other than the news, uh, Jay Glazer has ah mailbag. And uh, earlier this week, he or last week, he dropped that nugget about Odell Beckham. You know, wouldn't, if you want to throw out a crazy scenario that he would be traded by the Giants. Well, we can do that, too. <laughs> so we're going to throw out a crazy trade scenario. We don't even need a mailbag. Uh, well, we do. The mailbag is out on NFL.com oh, slash Hanses. Just went out correct. a couple minutes ago, in fact. So check that out. Drop what you're doing. Absolutely. So that is out. The mailbag. And we are going to drop some bombs and everybody else can go run with it. Roto World, I want to see a
2: top headline. Just like us, like, randomly speculating they should do. Hey, if you can do a post on, you know, Trent Richardson being questionable with an ankle injury for week three of the AAF, (laughs) I think you can do a post. I I would argue that this is juicier and more on topic than these AAF updates, please. Roto Pat, I know you're out there. They're into it. The Roto World guys are way into AAF. I don't mind that. I like it. I think I would love for the AAF to succeed.
1: We we had a great night with Evan and Roto Pap, but I question their sanity with the in-depth coverage of this uh, this AAF league.
3: I thought you'd be plugged in, Mark, because people are saying, speaking of Trent Richardson, that he's playing so well through two weeks. That maybe it's gonna end him, get him another shot at the NFL. I'll plug in when that happens. I need to, you know, need team, to like, 2. I, know. I, need, I to need to watch York's the three. tape
2: because his stats are terrible.
1: One of their updates said he absolutely does not look like an NFL back, if I'm not mistaken. But and he's doing well in this, you know, separate league. For those he has
4: trouble getting out of an elevator before the doors close.
3: <laughs> for those unaware, Mark and I have a long-standing stand, sandwich bet about Trent Richardson <laughs> ever uh, resurfacing in the NFL for a regular-season snap. Hey listen, he leads the league in rushing over there. Well,
1: list. I paid it out. So if it ha- it's a two sandwiches coming back my right. way, I there is a breath of hope.
4: How is it that that's
3: the only one ever paid out <laughs> and it's
4: not even happened yet?
1: I don't know. There was a I that's a great question, but it was a it was one of the high
2: octane bets of old. Let's uh, do some news. Anyone who watches NFL
3: Network is a bunch of mouth breathers. All right. It's a um, Interesting Friday here at the NFL because uh, we have some ownership news right off the top here. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft has been charged with misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution. Jupiter, Florida police said Friday. Jupiter police told reporters Friday that the 77-year-old Kraft has not been arrested. A warrant will be issued and his attorneys will be notified. A statement was released by the NFL. The NFL is aware of the ongoing law enforcement matter and will continue to monitor developments. people also released a statement denying any wrongdoing connected to uh, this alleged incident at a massage parlor. And a lot of people uh, sending uh, tweets at me asking for a reaction. I am giving you the news. Right. There's not much
2: to say about it other than how could it affect kind of the Patriots and and the league in general and this you know in theory falls under the personal conduct policy that that Roger Goodell has used for players that get in trouble with the law and he could certainly use it for owners that get in trouble you know with the law whether that's a fine whether that's a suspension who knows but I think that's kind of how the story is going to be covered what else is
3: there well you know it's a pretty huge story and um People that listen to this podcast understand that we we get a lot of uh, rope about what we get to talk about. Maybe not so much on this topic, but Mark, I know you said you wanted to talk about it. Your real opinions.
1: No, I don't have much to add other than the facts that you've dispensed, and we'll we'll see what happens next.
3: Wes, your opinion.
4: Well, I think it's interesting in the sort of the Roger Goodell Robert Kraft tug of war that we've seen over the past half decade, where they were very tight, and he's one of the most influential owners. And then they butted heads on the Deflate Gate, and now I mean, I just wa- I just kind of wonder about that dynamic going forward.
3: You ready to move on? We should move on. Le'Veon Bell of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, he is going to be a hot name on the market. Uh, GM of the Steelers, Kevin Colbert, um, made it official earlier this week saying they were not going to use the transition tag or do anything to try to hold on to Bell or maybe facilitate some type of trade. Bell responded on Twitter by quoting Martin Luther King, um, and that means that he is free, and he will be an unrestricted free agent. Now, a report comes out, Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News, um, who writes a lot about the Jets, and um, he threw it out there that a, a source told him that Le'Veon Bell had blown up a little bit. Word on the street was the term used that Bell had ballooned to 260 pounds during his year away from football. His listed playing weight is 225, so obviously if this is true, he chunked up. He actually entered the league with some um, issues uh, with conditioning, but then uh, turned it on and became a guy that was a real, really dedicated to keeping his body in great condition. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's trainer called reports, uh, or that report, uh, laughable, and he said that Bell remains in elite shape. Wes, it would make a lot of sense, too much sense, uh, or I should say it would make no sense for after all of this this long journey Bell's made about getting maximum dollars for him to be out of shape. So I am actually going to side with the uh, trainer side of this, that Bell is in good condition, maybe chunked up a little bit, but at this point he has to be in good, in good shape.
4: Manish Mehta is a well-connected reporter but I'm going to need more than, quote, word on the street. Yeah, what's that about? That's not a report. That's just whispers.
2: That's Scuttlebutt. And I need more than word on the street. I mean, it almost sounds like Scuttlebutt directed from the team that wants to sign him to you know, decrease his value if you really mm, wanted mm. to get uh, some craziness. I, I don't even care if he blew into 260 in the middle of last season if he's in great shape now. The the trainer was on with Tom Pelicero, as you mentioned, and said he's been you know working out like like they would for any season. And he's actually in better shape because he got to start it early this offseason in January, February. As long as he's fine now, it's not shocking. Le'Veon Bell, if you remember, entered the league about 30 pounds heavier than he was once he got to his second and third year when he was playing better. I mean, he was a big big back, one of the biggest backs you've ever seen. He wasn't as good with all that weight. So he's a guy who probably he's one of those guys when he retires, you know, some guys go one direction, they either get skinny or they get big. He might be a bit, you know, guy. That
1: gets I also big. don't feel this is anything to even be concerned about until we see him. I mean, I, he's going to have he has plenty of time to if if he's tacked on a few pounds. The only thing though is if if it's even If a hint of it's true where he got out of shape to some degree, then all those reports that he was going to show up to Pittsburgh at some point during last season, if that was true, that was just never in his plans to begin with. But these guys can shed 20, 30 pounds over the course of a month or two without much issue. Right. And I just i he's gonna have to be present and show his body to teams that are about to drop millions on him.
2: So, you know, I don't he can't, know. He can't fake. This. I think that's one of the interesting things about it is teams won't see him. I mean, he's gonna get a contract before you know they're just gonna have to uh,
3: accept whatever the agent tells them. I think you're onto something, Greg. I like that. In that same meta piece, um, there was. A report or a source inside the Jets' building that there were some concerns about his passion for football, which makes me start to think that this might not be a match, although I think it would be a good match, that the Jets are a little spooked by this guy. Um, So you can kind of connect the dots. But
1: as a Jets fan, Dan, I mean, like, I know if he signs, you're going to love the signing. Obviously, who wouldn't? But with everything we know about the Le'Veon Bell experience, there isn't anything about that that would give you pause about the Le'Veon Bell signing a massive guaranteed
3: contract? uh, No. I think there's a ton of money to spend, and I think he's an amazing talent, and I'd be willing to roll the dice. Now, the combo of him and Antonio Brown would would
2: be another matter; it would be something special. That's because it. today on our air, Kevin Colbert, the the Steelers GM, told Patrick Claybon exclusively uh, that that three teams have Carry called, that water. Greg. three teams have already called uh, about Antonio Brown, and then immediately Tom Pelissero and Garofalo speculated. That the Jets they felt strongly mm. were, were one of those three. We like,
1: talked about that dream team pairing on the last show.
4: I feel like that would exacerbate headlock. Watch.
2: <laughs> yes. bring in Antonio I feel Brown like it, and Lev
4: Bell. It's
3: one or the other. I don't think it's going to be.
4: I'd be much more concerned if they had A Lev
3: Bell
2: and Legarrette
1: Blunt.
3: I mean, honestly, the way <laughs> the way things are going, uh, the decisions they're making, why not just go all in, go crazy? Yeah, bring, bring in Blunt happens.
2: just to like drive and supply <laughs> him, you know, with illegal substances. Go get Vontae's okay. perfect. Get him in the building. <laughs>
3: get everybody. All right. Get Paxton Lynch. All right. Here we go. Ravens. Tavon Young. They agree to a deal. Three-year contract. People are excited about this. <laughs> Extensions worth $27 million People are. Mike Garofalo. Uh, And uh, the Ravens have a nice group there. They got Young, Marlon Humphrey, Brandon Carr, Jimmy Smith. God. Well, I mean first... we're not we don't do the Ravens nest anymore. The Ravens nest is dead. Long live the Ravens nest. But the Ravens are pretty set up in the back end.
4: Well, after hearing that this basically sets the market for slot corners, the second thing that I took away from this is that Jimmy Smith's in trouble. That Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Carr are probably going to start Tavon Young in the slot. Yeah. And Jimmy Smith is due about 10 million dollars this year. He's been injured over the last few
2: years. And he's been their best corner when healthy, but Marlon Humphrey looks like he might be ready to take that job. And he'd be an interesting guy. They're going to get younger. They might cut Eric Weddle. And that kind of sets the mark. I think they were trying to get ahead of it because there's a few good – slot cornerback is a starting job. So they deserve to be paid that way, and there's a few good ones. Bryce Callahan is a guy who's ranked pretty high on Wes and I's top 101 list, which is coming out on Ooh. Monday. And there's a few other ones. Darquez Denard's the other guy I'm thinking of, which is a solid slot cornerback who's gonna go get paid in free agency. Like those, those guys are. You need a slot cornerback.
1: I think it's you know it's Eric DaCosta's first couple months on the job full time. And what kind of GM is he gonna be? I mean, I can't think of someone that's had a larger, a larger, longer training period under a GM than him. But it's it's a signing before he went out and reached free agency. You did it ahead of time and probably got him at better value than you would have if you had to wait another year or two to get him when he's on the open market.
3: Moving on. Uh, it's over, boys. And I'm a little disappointed about it because it was a burgeoning bit on the podcast. <laughs> the clock trying to figure out when the Cincinnati Bengals were going to hire a DC. Well, it happened. And it, and, and it's a name that I'm going to struggle with right now. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, it's a fun name. It's a fun name. But it's one you got to learn. It takes a little bit of practice. But I'm going to try right now. You going without... to do it with the Flourish. Okay, here we go. Lou. Lou. That's easy. All right. Lou. Anarumo. Lou Anarumo. Oh, he's the new defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. After they tried multiple other routes, uh, the interview process kept on yielding nose. Uh, they get the Giants, I believe, defensive backs coach, is he? Uh, to come in, and uh, there is a tie there. He's an um, a NFL assistant. He knows Zach Taylor, their new coach, from their days of the Dolphins. Now they're together. Mark, break it down. <laughs>
1: I mean sometimes your fifth, sixth or seventh choice in life winds up being the best thing that ever happened to you. No proof that that's the case here, but it <laughs> is often it do is you, possible. Wait, Let, let's, let's,
4: let's, huh? yeah, yeah, let's have an I'm example.
3: your sixth
1: or seventh choice. Yeah, let's have example. I understand in life I'm sure it has happened to someone somewhere.
3: <laughs> that's not the way you seem to put it. You said you like you were thinking of something specifically in your life. Go.
1: Oh, plenty of sixth or seventh choices have happened to me. Not interpersonally, but I'm am saying with like jobs or something. It's like, did Personal I wa- did I want to work in this like carved out hideous corporate like workplace that I was in in like 2004? No, it was definitely not even the seventh choice of where I wanted to work. But I'm working there, and it worked out. I mean, it paid me money for a period of time. I lived on and did not starve or die. What got you here now on a Friday? I don't know if it got me here, but <laughs> got me kept me alive.
3: So, Lou's in the building. Cincinnati is now ready. Uh, that's the most important part of the, def- of the the coaching staff outside the head coach. Wes, now they're ready to reboot post-Marvin Lewis.
4: Well, nobody You're knows excited. anything about any of their coaches. And anybody who tells you they can predict whether they're going to be successful or not is full of it. I mean, it, it's just it's a complete unknown. Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, and Lou Anarumo. Who knows?
3: Finally in the news, Devin McCourty, 32 years old uh, this August. He turns uh, with the Patriots, the safety. He told Dion during uh, opening night uh, back at Super Bowl week that he wasn't sure if he was going to come back. Well, Greg, he's coming back. Bully for you. He is. And uh, <laughs> NFL Network
2: insider Ian Rappaport uh, tacked on that Jason McCourty also oh, wants, to, wants to come back. who was a great value. Uh, I'm interested oh, to see how the Patriots approach this offseason in a few ways. And one of them is McCourty and Hightower, unquestionably the leaders of that defense. And kind of like the the real hardcore patriots, big cap numbers in the past. One of those two guys, or or maybe both, would be I think at risk of getting released this off season. I think McCourty has made it clear he doesn't want to take a pay cut. That might have been what the retirement talk was uh, about. And uh, This guys are reading tea leaves over here. I'm, wa- <laughs> He's I'm over here reading tea leaves. I want to see what happens there because I don't want them to cut him. But then I I also think like. Isn't Trey Flower, Shouldn't Trey Flowers be your next guy like that? And to me, I would much rather pay Trey Flowers whatever he's going to cost on a long-term deal and cut one of those two guys, if that's the equation, uh, than, than keeping the two older guys and, and not the one who's been a better player.
1: I'm with you. I think the one unique thing to the Patriots is that for all these guys that might, if they were tagged to a... Low-level rebuilding team. Of course, you soar into free into into retirement and just be living. You know these guys are already multi millionaires. With the Patriots, it's very realistic that if you do this one more year thing, you are just going to get one more Super Bowl ring and have one more incredible run. No other team can make can even hoist that up as a reality. I don't care who you are.
3: Um, and circling back to a, a point earlier in the show, I just want to say um, yes, be, I'll be at the combine, and yes. I have reservations every night at Saint Elmo. It's gonna be a lot of steak, but I have a lot of conversations. I
4: mean You're we're there we're there for like two every nights. Night? So. so two nights. ATA, Three ATA,
0: nights. ATA, ATA. Inside, inside,
2: inside I don't even believe ATA. that.
0: For the truth,
3: go to the, Get in, are in the morning.
2: Well one of them is a lot big. of source digging. Lots Lots of one of, fresh of them bed. is just with us and, and Colleen. That's a lot of horseradish. It's too much. Yeah, but I got to It's work. I'm working. I'm grinding. I mean, there's other restaurants.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would argue that Saint Elmo's isn't even like top five of fact gathering.
2: It's it's where you go. I mean,
3: it's as where an you're insider, going. as an insider, maybe you won't understand, but that's where it's funny because conversations a lot, happen. A
2: lot of the insiders like to kind of be in out of the way places so that they don't give away who their right. sources are. Not at the place that like everyone's going
3: to. Like you right. don't really just see like. Oh, yeah. You don't do it in the main dining area. There's a downstairs. Uh, that's where you go. Well, there was that year where, like, Albert Breer and
1: one or two other people had this, like, little tiny uh, round table. Right. And then Bill Belichick rolled in with a hoodie and, like, a giant backpack and just, like, beeline to this, like, dark corner where they sat and had a private conversation for, like, an hour plus. Well, there was. There was also, now you're getting it.
2: See, there was also the year that uh, an unspoken. Uh, source close to the podcast made a reservation where we had to hit a minimum. Um, and then things had to do, you know, things happened with that reservation where Bad it became things. very difficult because we had rented a room to get to that minimum. And uh, that was something that Let's happened. Let's just say per diems went out the I out
4: have the less window. to say
3: about that than I do Robert Kraft.
4: St. <laughs> Elmo's is the Bruce Springsteen of restaurants. Go on. Every white sports writer is in love with it.
3: All right. No, we're no, you know, diminishing returns on this bit now. <laughs> <laughs> on what bit? Yeah. But just I get. All right. Now we're this is about we're against St. Elmo. I like St. Elmo. Too. I love it, Dan. I'm going with you. <laughs> all right. That's what's happening in the news. Dan doesn't want to ruin You're not his being under you're
4: not being under attack here.
2: I get it, though. It, we, do we need the? I like going there, but do we need any tweet more tweets? It's just like, you got to try this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, top I top think we <laughs> experience It's, is it's spicy. It, it's, yeah. like, it's like also, by the way, reporters, especially in this building, because we're probably the worst offenders. We know the Ram Stadium is being built. We don't need any more shots. I've gotten a daily <laughs> shot for the last 10 months. Hey, here's how it's going. It's like we got it.
3: I hope Steve Weiss isn't listening to this particular episode. I love Steve. I don't know if he's done that. Every, For the record, done. I love Springsteen. But listen, I'm with you. I understand people talk about Elmo's a lot. It was just it was just a joke. I was just joking around. I Actually, I'm not meeting with people all week either. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what? Oh, poor Dan. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Mark. Are you a football
1: head who likes to get into the thorny jousting sessions on Twitter with other football heads about your next level tape-watching prowess? Do you live and breathe three-cone drill results, meaty hand measurements, and 20-yard shuttle times, your dream event has arrived five lucky winners will be given the chance to wine and dine with nfl media draft guru daniel jeremiah in nashville tennessee the home of this year's 2019 nfl draft you and yours will feast on sea fresh lobster and glasses of lush champagne while riding the proud mary cruise line along nashville's gorgeous cumberland river for a chance to win tweet daniel jeremiah at move the sticks with your hottest draft takes Tweets must come as close to the possible to the 280 character limit and must be filled with your strident football opinions while using the hashtag DiningWithDJ. Don't be afraid to give Daniel Jeremiah a piece of your mind. And don't forget the hashtag DiningWithDJ. This is your chance to spend an evening with the master.
3: I'm looking at it right now. At move the sticks. People are doing a nice job. Off to a good start. At move the sticks. Hashtag dining with DJ, but we need more. A lot more. Hot takes as close to the maximum uh, character limit as Twitter allows, which I believe is 280, you said? Correct. Okay. Good work, <laughs> everybody. All right, here we go. Mailbag's out, nfl.com slash That's the email bag. There's a mailbag by Jake Laser. Uh He threw out Odell Beckham could be traded by the Giants. We could throw out stuff too. I respect Jay. He's plugged in as they get. And, he, and actually, um, seems like a nice guy. Does a lot of charity work for um, veterans, war veterans of this country, and uh, nice bald head. Seems to keep himself in great shape. He's plugged in with the uh, ultimate fighting, seems, incredibly. So this isn't an anti-J thing, but this what this is is about, we can do it too. Oh, yeah. So let's throw some out. I'm going to start. All right. And just to mention again, the mailbag is up, NFL.com slash Hanses. And from that very entry, um, I had this idea to talk about on the show. One of the people that sent in a, a query um, for the mailbag threw this out. He, he's a disgruntled Detroit Lions fan. And I get it. I get where you're at if you're a Lions fan because you just see it seems like you're in football purgatory. So what do you do? So I'm going to throw out his question. Here it comes should the Lions trade Matthew Stafford yeah why not let's trade Matthew Stafford let's he's just he's just turning he just turned 31 he's got four years left on his contract uh, the Lions they need something they need a little juice they need a little adrenaline uh, a shot of adrenaline to that organization so what if we moved Matthew Stafford to let's jump in the fish tank and send him to the Miami Dolphins. And in return, the Dolphins send a first-round pick this year and a third next year.
4: Now we're cooking with fire.
3: Matthew Stafford. And now, and in part two, uh, the man's name is Raymond Nunzoff. He threw out there, hey, by the way, go draft uh, Kyle Murray. Kyler Murray at eight overall now if you're Detroit. And now you're starting over. And you got a new direction. And the Stafford era, and I want to make it clear, I don't think Stafford's a bad quarterback or even the problem in Detroit, but I certainly think the Lions need a jump start for this franchise. Let's do it and give the Dolphins a franchise quarterback they've been looking for since they missed out on Drew Brees.
4: This is interesting. Two of the most boring teams in the league, yet the scenario you
2: present has a chance to make both of those teams interesting. I think the price is way too low. I mean, the, the Dolphins would do that in a heartbeat. I mean to get a franchise. Well, you get a lot of and you're not drafted – And it's the Lions cost get a lot, a lot, lot.
3: of um, cap relief there too, right?
2: Yeah, but ca- that's, that's important. It's overrated. I mean, everyone's got enough. It's
3: overrated until it's like not part of the argument you're looking for. I feel like that's a that's a big piece of it because he does have a huge salary staff.
2: It would be great if yes, you replace it with a great rookie quarterback. But a Kyler Murray probably not making it to eight. So if you really want him, you think so? I don't think he's getting eight. I mean, I mean, but and, but. They they would have I mean, the ability to trade up to him. It, Yeah, it's early. Who knows? But you can't pin your that entire plan on Kyler Murray because you're gonna you might not get him. I mean, you, you have no idea what other teams are gonna do to give up to, to go get him. I think he would cost a lot more, I really do. I mean it I just think he's a top fifteen NFL quarterback and that is worth multiple first round picks. I think the Dolphins would love it.
1: I think I, the idea of a fresh start on some level for both of those teams, because this should be fun, like is appealing to the NFL fan in me just no to doubt. see all no of doubt. the these two teams completely reboot. And I think the Dolphins are looking to reboot. They're obviously Tannehill is out the door, it sounds
4: like. And so I like the trade, Dan. Hmm. I do, too. I I, I I agree with Greg that compensation might have to be tweaked, but I do it's. It, it might kill two birds with one stone as far as boring teams. I am,
3: I am thinking there is a flaw to this, by the way, because if you trade – well, no. It does work, actually. The Dolphins would send you their one, and then that would arm you with the ability to move up the board, you could, maybe, the, if you one, have to.
1: The, the one thing is if if Bob Quinn and the Lions F up part two, and you have suddenly Matthew Stafford with six or seven more good years down in Miami, because he, like you said, he's not been the problem in Detroit – they are going to be fired. I mean, they'd have to. They have to pull off part B. I well, well how about I go next? Because yes, and mine is just, similar. Let me just to yours. make
3: one more point. That I did some reading in the Detroit uh, papers that when I was doing the mailbag, and public sentiment has turned, it seems, against Stafford. Yeah, right there, now, it, which it, is a, is weird because he he has every of the top like seven passing seasons in the history of that franchise, but last year was really bad. He took a step back in almost every. Um, a relevant category and the team stunk uh, and the Jim Bob Cooter thing fell apart. So his value maybe is at its low point and Detroit fans seem like they want a new start. It
2: would be. I mean, part of me does wonder what Patricia thinks really of him, of Quinn, who inherited him, whether they think he can take the next step. It's not crazy. But he also hasn't missed the game in like eight years. He has a has a ton of value. I mean, it, how will they be around to get another quarterback if they made a trade like yeah. that. Uh, go ahead, Mark. All right, so mine, mine is a similar drumbeat to it
1: where there's a part A and B. And Part one is the Raiders um, continuing to reshape the Raiders with a Gruden-to-Gruden Gruden trade. Where John Gruden ships Derek Carr, who in my deepest suspicions I just don't believe he's totally on board with. He've been trying to trade Derek Carr to every team in the league. I'm I, trying think, to- I think he's I think Mark's. I think something could happen here. But I think that he I think there's reasons to like Derek Carr and Gruden A likes him enough that he could sell him to Gruden B. To Jay Gruden, who Redskins desperately need a quarterback, and if you're Jay Gruden, I really wonder if you have time to risk it on a rookie and hope it goes well. You don't. You need someone that you can plug in, start right away. And Derek Carr fits the bill of someone that there's no question that he'd be your week one starter, and you ride with it. And in return, the Redskins, because Derek Carr is a up and down product, get him for a second round pick this year. There's number two pick, and so then you are the Raiders with. The number four overall pick, you've also got the 24th and the 27th, I believe, this year. You have two firsts next year, but you'd also have a second this year. So the Raiders, who sit in the number four spot, they basically at that point send this year's number four and next year's number one and the second rounder they it's got from about, Washington.
2: Yeah. It's a lot.
1: Well, it's on. it's <laughs> this it's this year's four and next year's number one their own. And this year's second, which is similar to what the Redskins had to move four, their fourth rounder. No, four their number o- four overall. Wow, that much for Derek Carr. No, 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 no. Derek Carr comes to <laughs> Derek Carr comes to Oakland for for Washington's second rounder. Okay. Then the Redskins, who have a billion number one picks, take this year's number four overall, the second rounder from Washington, and next year's <laughs> number one pick, one of two they have, give it to the Arizona Cardinals, move up to number one overall. And take Kyler Murray as John Gruden's quarterback of the next ten years. And I know that people have their ups and downs with Kyler Murray. I think he is going to be a star. And my one concession with the with the Lions just grabbing him at number eight, people saying, oh, the Redskins are gonna grab Kyler Murray at number fifteen. Nonsense. He is going to go, I believe, in the top two picks, number one or number two overall. One of those teams, either the Cardinals, I still am not done with the Cardinals maybe taking him on their own. There are t- I talked to two people in this building that said you're crazy if you think the Cardinals and behind closed doors aren't still talking about that there are people inside the football side. Ownership came out hard, but the football side still there's a bunch of people that think he's a much better fit for the air raid offense than Josh Rosen and that there are people inside that building that want it still and they want it to happen, but you're going to have to they would that would you, they would have to give get a lot to trade out a number 1 so this is a two-part trade that guarantees the Raiders get Kyler Murray not at number four where they may not.
4: Impressive source, ga- source gathering
2: by you. You're passionate about this. I, I like it. I mean, it definitely the Redskins. That's a that's an easy move to make, a second-round pick for, for Derek Carr. Well, I don't Redskins. think they
1: would give a first. That's the one thing. I did not think they would give the number 15 overall pick for Derek, Derek Carr. And I, I think they
2: might. But, but either way, Carr ends up in Washington. That's the main thing. And then Murray with the Raiders – And they'd still have another number one pick next year and and another two this year. Well, it raises like a great uh, just overall point that if you look at the Cardinals and then the Raiders and the Redskins, all those three teams are wild cards, I think, to make some spicy moves that no one's talking about. Derek Carr, Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray probably being in the center of all that. It it does make sense to me because I think the... The reason I'm saying cap space is overrate, you can figure it out. I mean, you can figure out your cap space, and that's going to inspire teams to make these types of trades like for Derek Carr.
3: Ooh, it is your turn, Chris Wesseling. Give us something saucy.
4: What if I told you there is a young ball-hawking cornerback coming off his first Pro Bowl season,
2: and he's available? That sounds great. Okay. Would so now me. teams are lining Is that up. Is it like a real pro bowler or like like the fifth alternate? Le- that legit, got Legit okay. legit pro bowler,
4: legit ball hawk. Xavier Howard of the Dolphins. A lot of reports that he's available this year, that maybe they don't want to give him a huge contract in a rebuilding mode. So the Colts and Chiefs are interested, but Packers have two first-round picks.
3: Look at mm. you. And Look
4: the number you. 30 overall what are you pro- up to? from the Saints – Goes to Miami for Xavier Howard, the Green Bay Packers cornerback, to pair with Jair, Jair Alexander. And I just wanted to upset Mark and make the Packers better. So, the- <laughs> Well, one person that would love that is Mike Pettin.
1: That's His whole defense is based off of two guys that can operate that way at cornerback. That, there you go. That would I, be it would not, I I would, would not be upset if the Packers are better, by the way. It is you, the fawning media attention. We had the Packers
2: a- dead. We had a segment entitled "Teams Mark Hates," <laughs> and then ever since then, he's denied uh, that he well, likes any. My, of at
1: team. that point in the season, I told you flat out this Packers team that everyone's still, you know, frolicking over would not make the playoffs, and in they In recent
2: not. days, you've bemoaned
3: the
4: Packers and the Rams.
3: He hates you, cheese Look heads. at they're annoying. <laughs> the Panthers, I think, were in that mix too.
1: Yeah, but then I the, then it I, was the Rams. I I I went back and said I was no, no
2: longer annoyed with the with the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, and then he was put in a tough spot when the Rams and the Pats were in the Super Bowl and he just he just they had no one I just really went kind of quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um any other thoughts about the Westrade? Smart, makes sense, like ball hawkers. I think if Xavier Howard's available, he has an incredible he has incredibly high value. I mean, I do too. I, why let him go? Well, that's the thing. Why would my I mean, the, it just seems like Miami's dumping Players. Organic fish tag. We'll see what happens. What did you I think, think about the tweet? The guy on Twitter, I don't know if you saw this, that said dolphins aren't fish. I thought that was a ridiculous it thing is. to say to Dan because it's a famous saying, "squish the fish," and yes. that's talking about the dolphins. I mean, so it's like it's part of how far, how long have
3: you? When did you start listening to or watching the NFL? Like the dolphins have been called the fish in headlines for 40
2: years. It's a fair. It's I guess a point I never considered that. It's a mammal, technically. Like,
3: how many times you want to talk about the flying over the uh, the space where the new stadium is, or or the steakhouse? The White's liking it. What about like how many times do we have to be told how smart the dolphin is? Oh, no one's smarter than the dolphin. It's a mammal. It, it could speak many languages, and it's very it's a beautiful a beautiful thing. I mean, it, the dolphins forever. You know, put the. How, Erica, how does that not get the dolphin drop? What what do we need to get the dolphin drop in here? I thought you were gonna actually say, let's go to the fish tank, but you're just talking about dolphins. I'm talking about dolphins! We have a dolphin drop! Let's hear those suckers! I'm just saying I've heard a lot about dolphins over my lifetime. They're a very intelligent beasts. They're not fish, they're mammals.
2: I learned recently they're one, you know, one of the only animals that enjoy sex just for for itself.
3: They like you know? it. They're into it. Not just for reproduction.
1: Good for the f- – That's next level animal life.
3: Got to respect that. Absolutely got to respect that. Absolutely. Greg, give us another one.
2: Well, I mean, someone uh, had to, you know, give a good player to the Patriots that would annoy everyone else. <laughs> oh, so here I we guess go. that's going to be me. Hey, Deshaun Jackson, so great. You know, great. by the way, the Patriots could use a trade
3: right about now. They could. And they and I think fashion. they will.
2: I think teams like the the Patriots, the Eagles, the Rams, they're ahead of the game when it comes to the sending these mid to late round picks for veterans with with big price tags. I can think of a few that would help the Patriots, but Deshaun Jackson is right at the top of the list. He's so uh, he's so good. Still, his own team is trying to re recruit him, but he doesn't want to play for the Bucks. He'll go send a fourth round pick for just one year of Deshaun Jackson, and uh, they can they can survive without it. The Patriots have six picks in the top one hundred. This year. Which? So, I'm going to give them a fourth. For one year of Deshaun Jackson. I mean, how much can that really cost? But ten, He's going to be $10 million. I think he'd help their team out for 2019.
4: Are the Patriots going to trade for a quarterback who can throw the ball to Deshaun Jackson deep?
3: Oh. Ooh, didn't see that coming, and uh, I like it.
4: That's not part of Tom Brady's game anymore. I mean it doesn't, maybe you bring Bur- it like doesn't Brian mean, Hoyer
3: on the field. It tonight. doesn't mean you
2: completely give up on any throws over ten ten yards. And I think Deshaun Jackson could be used creatively for after the catch uh plays too. It's not Tyreek Hill. No. But he's still very good. He led the league in yards per reception. When you watch Deshaun Jackson that's last year. That's not running after a catch. He looks like Deshaun Jackson. That's burning guys over the top. I, 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 To your point, though, I don't think you can give up on a deep ball. His arm looked great, I would say, in the playoffs. His arm strength is fine. He wasn't very Tom accurate. Tom Brady? Deep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It, untrue. Absolutely. Totally untrue. Once he was over is, the injury.
4: He's not throwing deep.
2: He was fine. It would put an end to the
1: incredibly tedious offseason habit article of Will Jameis Winston and Deshaun Jackson finally get their chemistry together for like the third or fourth straight year in a row? Just
2: no more. About. Yeah, so his deal is he has ten million million one one year left on his contract. So this is just like a short term. But I think there are a lot of teams out there that would look at that and think, you don't need to cut him bucks. We'll be happy to pay Deshaun Jackson and we'll do some sort of trade up or we'll give a late round pick and, and give him to me. Are
1: you saying the Patriots are in win now mode?
2: No, but that's the type of moves they made to get McCordy and Patterson. Well, they absolutely are in win-now mode. Why? They're not. Well, they're always in win-now win mode. Well, they're not sacrificing the future. They got these.
3: I would not be Do upset. Did you
2: like that, by the way? That you know that they have the three uh, top 100, six top 100 picks this year.
3: Five. I love that. But I, would I be concerned or upset if Deshaun Jackson landed on the Patriots? No. He's turning 33 in December. If you look at his game log after game after week five, he did nothing. He Had a touchdown, never went over 100 yards. And yeah, he can go go over the top. But I to Wes's point, and I you know I don't like the Patriots, but they weren't a very exciting offense to watch. They were very they got the job done because they're just so well they're so well oiled a machine with a lot of those short passes. But is Tom Brady at 42, 43? How old is he now? Is he going to be taking the tops off defenses?
2: Well, yeah, I don't think you can. Ju- I I put it this way: they're not going to go into the season giving up on that. You need to have that some sort of. I mean, el- they went into this season giving up. That wasn't the plan, though. That was not. That was not the plan. If they
3: if they got Deshaun Jackson, I could see him cut by week seven because he's complaining. You got to use me if you want me on this team. You got to use me I think the right he's way. a guy
2: that coaches and people that have been around him ultimately like like having around. That he is a ultimate. He's a competitor. That seems even- to wear out his welcome. Maybe after a few years, but that's the Patriots kind of M.O. They take guys for a couple years, they get rid of them.
3: There you go. We can do it, too. Good trades. Hey, Greg, last week you um, you put out a challenge to the listeners, didn't you? I did. And Tell us they, about it. And they listened.
2: I asked for you to leave some comments and more. even just as importantly, leave some ratings. I wanted – I don't remember what number it was between fifty and hundred, <laughs> but you delivered. We got a ton of new ratings, not as many new comments. Okay. So let's co- let's keep coming with the comments. Okay. But they did hit the goal of uh, the five star ratings, and uh, they did. Good, we we good job guys. We do appreciate it. Are we, the comments positive or they? Yeah, one yeah, one says ATN is my uh, favorite in ear experience. That came on my mm. birthday, so I like that. One is from Clark Bennett, who uh, is the name of. Um, a guy that ran the fantasy baseball league I used to be in, who is the cousin of my friend here, Dave Bennett, the best man of my wedding, who hey. is in the house watching our podcast, and he—he hey, he, he was very complimentary of everyone here, but he did say, my only hope is they dive further into point spreads and odds. The Rainmaker doesn't really do it justice. Oof, Oof. thanks, guys.
1: Wait, so you have your friends, so your friends writing.
2: I don't, I'm guessing especially. based on that comment, it's not the Clark Bennett I know, but you never know.
3: <laughs> um, Dave, behind the glass, is one of those one-and-a-half-speed listeners. He listens to us at uh, one-and-a-half-speed. I don't know. Mark, is that? rub you the wrong way a little bit when people do that?
1: I, I, I just hear it? more and more people that I know it rubs you the wrong way. I, don't, I, I, I would say I have enough issues to deal with in my existence right now. It's not something that's making like a top 100 list of my annoyances.
3: It, I wouldn't say it rubs me the wrong way, but it's, you know, as you're trying to craft something and then you imagine it's being listened to in the way that you produced it. I, I guess it's akin to a recording artist um, or a filmmaker finding out that someone watched his... Movie on the iPhone.
2: I don't like the idea of our voices at, at that at that speed. Right, but. or at one and a half speed. I don't like it. I've told Dave this. <laughs> I've told Dave this. It's like ruins the timing. It's like if you're if you're so interested in efficiency. Ooh, I want. I can listen to more podcasts if I listen to them at one and a half. You're not really getting the full like the timing of jokes. No. My voice. Can you imagine how it's don't annoying it. enough at at normal speed? Can you imagine it's sped up? That's tough.
3: Maybe you sound super hot at one and a half. <laughs>
2: Cliff's notes are not an acceptable. I've tried it. That's right. It's like yeah. That's music's a great uh, comparison because if well, do you listen to more music at one and a half speed so that you can crank out more albums? No. It's like, just enjoy
1: what you're listening By the way, to. thank you for joining us behind the glass to watch this uh, live as we take yeah, thank, you apart we'll into a
2: thousand pieces. And leave the
3: studio, please. <laughs>
2: thank you for spending the money for your family to come out here uh, and, and visit
3: us. We do uh, appreciate Dave, it. Dave, great having you behind the glass. Give us a shot at regular speed. And also, everyone, remember, big week next uh, week. We have a show Monday. Then we're on planes to Indianapolis via Atlanta. Can we get a direct flight to Indianapolis? To Los Angeles, people. Uh, anyway, once we get there, we'll have a podcast on Wednesday. We'll have a podcast on Thursday. We'll have a Twitter show live from Lucas Oil Stadium on Thursday. So a bit another big week for the Around the NFL podcast. Thank you to everyone who listens, everyone that comments, everyone that leaves um, star ratings, everyone on the Around the NFL uh, subreddit board. We love you all. At least I do.
2: It's real love. No, I love them. I Good. do too. Good. Except for the guy uh, named Getcha Dan Hansis, who called us the Eli Manning of podcasts, but uh, he that's meant, a great compliment. He
3: actually meant it as a compliment. That is a, that's a, That means we're Hall of Famers. <laughs> is what that means. All right, that's it. We're gonna put on the yellow jacket when we're done with this. That, that, that's what this means. Was that one star? <laughs> Five stars. Stan Hansis signing off for a Quiet Storm, the Mailman, the Old Boss, and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass till Monday.